0: She is all there and present and looking into your eyes. And you can just tell when you're connecting with another human, you know, or connecting with your child. And then around 12 months old, I noticed her stop looking at me. Welcome to the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I am your host, Mindy wender and I'm a small town go-to girl next door who is obsessed with helping others see more for themselves so they can thrive in all areas of life. I love researching all the things like wellness, mindset, relationships, you name it. If I'm obsessed with it, I get hyper-focused on it and I research the crap out of it, and then I share it with you. If those are things that you're also obsessed with, then keep listening and let's become new best friends. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to take you way back, way back to when Lily was born. At this time, we had Lane, who was like three or four, I believe, and then obviously we gave birth. We did not find out if it was a boy or a girl. We found out literally when I gave birth that she was a girl. She just was a beautiful experience. I was so excited. I had a boy and a girl, like the perfect family, so excited. And when you just like, I remember holding her and you know, when you hold a baby, they're just perfect, right? Especially your own baby. (laughs) You're like, nothing could be more perfect. Thank you, Jesus. But when I held her, I was just like, she's so feminine and her skin was like porcelain and she just looks so girly. You know what I mean? She didn't look like a baby. She just looked like a precious baby angel. That's what I call my kids. I just remember that first year of her life, she was like hitting every single milestone. I remember sitting on the ground with her and her and I would play back and forth with like a puzzle. She would sit on my lap and I would read her a book and she would wave, point to things, smile at other people. And she was like literally the best baby. She slept really, really well. She didn't have colic. I guess I'm comparing her to our firstborn child, Lane, who was very hard. It wasn't his fault. He had um dairy sensitivity. And so when I was nursing him, when I ate dairy, which I didn't know I was a new mom, new to breastfeeding, all the things, and he just was sensitive to my breast milk because I was eating dairy. So he was very, very colicky. So and then he also got eczema because again this is what I'm saying. And I'd go to the doctor. I'm like, what's wrong with my baby? Because literally it would break your heart holding lane and he would just cry and cry and cry. And they would just say, oh, he's fine. It's colic. It's colic. What I realized after I went and visited a chiropractor and I did something called Bioset where they, anyways, I won't go get into it. I might, I need to have a chiropractor on to explain Bioset Somebody who specializes in that because I won't do it justice, but it is a really, really cool thing where you can do muscle testing. So I can, I held Lane and then I would hold the thing that maybe he was sensitive to in my other hand and they could push down on my arm. And if my arm got weak and my arm went down, this sounds probably very woohoo and crazy. Just hear me out, people. But if my arm went down, that means that Lane was sensitive to that and it was dairy. So I removed that and he actually got much, much better. Okay so i digress let's get back to lily so lane was not easy not his fault but not easy and then there's lily the perfect baby angel like just not crying a lot very just happy smiley laughy all the things so as i said she developed she hit all her milestones even like before other the babies that we were around you know or friends of the friends or whatever i'm like oh, she's like ahead of the game. I'm like, I have a baby genius. You know how moms think that. She was doing nonverbal communication, which is pointing, smiling, interacting, waving bye and hi. She would say words like like mama, dada, uh, baba. She would say hi and bye. She had all those words towards like her one year birthday. So then 12 to 15 months is where I started to notice a difference. So again, she's developing perfectly fine. She's waving. She's interacting. We're playing. I have video footage that I go back on and watch sometimes. And it's just like she is all there and present and looking into your eyes. And you can just tell when you're connecting with another human you know, or connecting with your child. And then around 12 months old, I noticed her stop looking at me you know what I'm saying? She would stop looking at me. She would stop interacting. She would almost like, you know, like felt uncomfortable. It felt like to me, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I, I, I felt when I was around her and trying to play with her on the ground or like in the kitchen or whatever, she would kind of just like look away from me or like get up and walk away. She could fully walk at this time. And I was just like, that's weird because that's not her. You know what I mean? Like you just know your child, like moms and dads, like you are connected in such a special way to your babies that you just know when something's off. You know what I mean? And it just, it it felt weird. And so around that same time, it was before I noticed anything, we did take her to a doctor's appointment where she had like her well checkup and her shots and everything like that. And I remember when we got home, she had Bandages. I have videos of this because I literally took videos to show my doctor because I was concerned. And I was showing Lily's dad, Brad. I was showing, I wanted to show him. He was at home. I wanted to show him this video. Like, isn't this weird? Because she could fully walk and she was stable and whatever. So I get home and she has the bandages on her thighs. And I'm like one of those moms, even though I'm not like a brand new mom because I had Lane, I'm still like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Is she okay? Because she started walking like a drunken sailor. So after the appointment, I got home and she had these bandages on her leg from the shots and she just couldn't catch her balance. She would like start walking and she was like crying. And as I said, she was just such a her she was just such a sweet baby. She wasn't like drama queen. She wasn't always crying. She so for her to be like really crabby and whiny, I'm like, she must be tired. She must be hungry. You know, you do all the things as a parent. But then I'm like, Taking a video of her, and she's walking to me, and she's just falling over like a drunken sailor, over and over and over and again. So, Brad and I were kind of freaking out. We're like, "Oh my gosh, did she have a reaction?" And then after a couple of days, she was fine. I was like, "Okay," it should, you know how you think that you always think the worst. We always think the worst as parents. And if you're not a parent, I'm sure you can understand this. Even though you don't have your own child, you can still get it you just overthink it and you're just like your mind will spiral and you get on Google (laughs) and then it gets worse. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did something happen? Did something happen? Oh my gosh. And then she was okay. And then the month had passed or maybe a couple months and now this is happening where I feel a disconnection between her and I. And I had mentioned it to Brad and he's just like, no, 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 no. And then I mentioned it to my sister and my sister was like, no, 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 no. And not to say that they weren't listening to me. It's just like, no, no, no. Like you're, no, because she does this and she talks and she waves and she points. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And now we're a couple months of where I'm kind of keeping this to myself when I first noticed this disconnection. Like here's an example. Like this day, you guys, is burned into my memory. for It's a core memory. She was sitting in our living room on the floor, very involved. Like by herself on her own, very involved, playing with the toy on the ground. And I came up and I sat next to her. I said, Hi, Lily, can I help you with this? Can I play with you? And normally she'd be sit, come and sit on my lap, get hand me a part of the toy, smiling at me, interacting. And that she didn't do that. She literally got up, left the toy she was interact or playing with, and went across the living room and sat on the other corner of the living room. I was like, huh right away i had a pit in my stomach even though at the again this point i didn't tell brad i didn't tell my sister jackie this was i was dealing with this and struggling with this internally inside because you don't even want to speak it into existence because you think oh it's not true so i didn't i had not told anyone this but now that now i had noticed the disconnection now this situation is happening so i get up walk across the living room Go sit with her on the floor and try to play with her again. I can already feel myself getting emotional telling you guys this. Okay. I walk across the living room and I sit next to her again to play with the other toy that she's playing with. Couldn't even tell you the toy right now. And she sits there and allows me to sit with her for a couple seconds. And then she gets up, walks around me without looking, almost like I didn't exist, Like almost like I was a table or a a piece of furniture. I wasn't a human. She had to just go around me because I was in her way. And then she walked around the corner into the hallway into her bedroom and went and sat in the corner of her bedroom and played with a new toy. I think she had like a kitchen set in there. So my heart sank even further and I felt like I could puke. I just was like, this is not. This is not Lily. This is not my. This is not my daughter. This is not how usually she loves me to be around her. And so, I did it again. I went into the her bedroom, sat next to her, and she did the same thing again and went to a different area of her bedroom. At this point, I started to cry. I had already been emotional when we were in the living room. And I didn't want her to feel that energy or think she was wrong or bad. So (laughs) sorry, guys. And so I went into my room and I cried and I cried and I cried in my closet alone because I didn't want my children to see me cry. And that's when I just knew. You know what I mean? I still didn't believe it. I didn't want to believe it. But you know what? As a mom, you just know something isn't right. And that's when I decided to tell my sister, Jackie. And that's that's the only person I told in the beginning. And so I called my sister after I calmed myself down because I'm just like not one to cry. I know you're not going to believe me because this episode has been (laughs) really not a great example of that. I calmed myself down and I just wanted to logically talk this out like, hey, I'm a very matter-of-fact person and so is my sister. And I wanted to be very logical and just express this is how I feel. What's the next step? What do we do? And she, her and I hung out all the time with our kids. We had very like we still do the same thing for a living but with our jobs we are able to work literally from our phones or our computers and we can work from anywhere. So a lot of times we would travel together or take trips to like Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is like two hours from us with our kids because our kids are on the same age and we were just all together. So she was very close to my daughter as well like she's with my kids a lot at this point. And so she's like, I don't know men. literally I don't think so because this and she was and it was really great to hear. And I wanted to just hang on to those statements that people were telling me, like my sister was telling me, or like when I eventually mentioned something to Brad, because I didn't want to mention it to Brad and get his, you know, because he's a parent of this little girl. I didn't want him to get upset or to get freaked out like I was if it's nothing. You get what I mean, moms or dads, if you just held something in because you don't want to stress everybody else out. And so I finally did mention it to Brad because I had to make an appointment because I wanted to go ask our pediatrician. They're like, just go in. It's a peace of mind. That's what my sister advised me. So I make the appointment. I go in and they have an autism screening paper. She's 15 months old at this time. And so we go through the thing. We go through the list. And my pediatrician said, no, she's not doing this. She doesn't have the signs of this. You're okay here. She had a couple where I'm just like, well, I don't know. And as a mom, I just want to tell you when you're on that, you either I think it's your personality where it's either like, oh my gosh, you're overthinker. So you're just like, yeah, maybe this, maybe that. And so you're like a no, 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 or a yes, 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 yes on this questionnaire, depending on your personality. For me, I was trying to be very logical when I went through the screening for my daughter's sake. So I'm like, okay, if there's any chance, don't be like, well, no, because this one time she did do this, so she must not have autism. I was trying to be very logical, and I was. And so then he came in and was interacting with her, and he was like, I don't think you're right. I think she's fine. I think that you know, it was just like everything a mom would want to hear. She is completely fine. I don't believe she has autism. Of course, we'll keep an eye on it. But this is normal to be nervous of these things. And it's a good thing that you came in. I just felt so like a weight was lifted off my body. And I was like, whew, thank the Lord. And so I go home and I'm like, something just fell off when I was in the kitchen and she was playing in the living room by herself again, almost like in her own little world. And that's when I was just like, huh. So he, I'm with her 24/7. I was in that doctor's office for literally five minutes of interacting time with him and Lily. And this is how this goes for all of us, right? You're with your child all to, all the time, but then we go to the, our doctors and we put all our trust and whatever into anything that they say, even though they've interacted with them for three seconds, right? So I just encourage us as parents to don't don't sell yourself short as a mom or a dad. You're with your child all the freaking time. You know your child better than anyone else. So don't let, just because somebody has a degree, and of course we need those doctors. Of course I rely on doctors and natural doctors and all the things because they are so, they have knowledge that I do not have. But as a mom, I have knowledge that the doctor doesn't have when it comes to my child. And so I think at that point in my life, I was like, okay, whatever you say. I'm sorry, I can I consider myself a sheep. Whatever a doctor would tell me, I'd be like, okay, whatever you say. Because I put them up on a pedestal. So that was the first time in my kitchen while I'm watching my daughter be in her own little world. And I was like, so wait, hold up. He interacted with her for three minutes of that, and I'm with her literally work from home. I'm with her 24-7, and I have these concerns. That was like the first time that I really thought about things that way. Hey, I shouldn't be a sheep because I- I'm with her 24-7, and they just interacted with her a couple seconds, a couple minutes, right? And although that's what I want to believe, I truly do, my gut – was telling me there's something wrong. Now, mind you, if you have no background and you you don't have a child with autism, you never went through this, usually they don't diagnose a child with autism until 18 months old or older. They don't want to diagnose somebody too quick, a child too quickly, which I totally understand that and I agree with. With Lily, though, I just... She was 15 months old, but I just knew. And at that appointment where the doctor told me she was completely fine. I was also told that, oh, since you're in, let's give her her, I had her on a delay vaccine schedule. And they said, let's get her those vaccines that she needs. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I have no, I'm like, whatever you say, whatever you say, here I am a sheep. Not like, hey, she might not be maybe she's sick right now and that's why she's not interacting or being really off or like maybe she's should maybe we should hold off on this till she bounces back and gets better. Do you know how many times that has gone through my head, that scenario where I was like, why did I do that? Like why? So I'm sitting in this room crying my eyes out and then so relieved because they're telling me my daughter is fine and then I'm like, sure, let's let's fill her with toxins. And now I'm not telling you, side note, disclaimer, I am not anti-vaccines. I am not an anti-vaxxer crazy person that you think, that people like to label, everyone likes to label somebody and talk crap. Just so you know, that's not me. What I am is that there are toxins in a lot of things in our food. It's environmental toxins. And one of those environmental toxins that we put into our children are in vaccines, like it or not, do this isn't me throwing out random false information. Literally, if you ask your pedi- pediatrician, he will tell you this. My pediatrician gave me information. Okay, so I had the knowledge. Okay, and you could go to the CDC.gov website right now and click on any vaccine. Especially, I would re- uh, I would recommend researching the MMR vaccine. You could go to any of these vaccines and see exactly what's in those vaccines. Right. So there's toxins in that. But here's the thing. If your body is working properly and you're not ill and you're not immune compromised and you don't have the MTHFR mutation and there's a lot of factors or you don't have a fever, because when you have a fever, when your baby has a fever, your baby's body is working in overdrive trying to heal and take care of that illness. Then if you give your baby, and this is why they tell you, if your baby has a fever, don't get vaccines because they're not going to be able to break down the toxins that are going into their body properly but you get what i'm saying it's it's really very lo- it's common sense and very straightforward when you think of it that way then there's some kids and i'm going to have an amazing woman on an upcoming episode that i need you to listen to some people i think it's like 80% but we're going to ask her last that i did research on this i read that it was 80% of people have the MTHFR mutation. And I'm going to go we're going to have a whole episode on that. But it means that you do not detox properly. So, if somebody has that, which now I know because I've tested Lily, she has that, so do I, the MTHFR mutation. So that means that we do not detox properly, which is fine. We just need certain we need things differently, right? We need methylated vitamins, we need different things. When I'm going in there with my daughter, and not knowing that she has the MTHFR mutation, not knowing what's going on with her body right now, because she is not acting like herself. There's something up. There's stuff, definitely something up. And then I'm getting told that I should give her these vaccines. To me, I'm like, whatever you think, because you're the doctor and I put you on a pedestal and I'm an idiot. What do I know? I'm just the mom. That was me, the sheep. That is the opposite of me today. <laughs> it's almost like I'm too over on the other side now. So when I got home and I'm sitting in the kitchen and I'm watching my daughter go into her own little world, and then I start to have these thoughts like, hey, I feel like I might know better. Hmm. Well, I will tell you what happened in those next seven days after I went into that doctor's office were scary. She just went and hid into her own little world, wouldn't look at us, wouldn't hug us, wouldn't sit on our laps, wouldn't interact with us. I mean, it was worse. Because before it was like those moments that I told you about, like in the living room and then that other corner of the living room and then her bedroom, that was sometimes. But she would lay with us or sit on the chair on my lap once in a while. It just was like not all the time. Like She would have those moments where she would pull away So that's why I was like, maybe, but maybe not. Like my sister and I were on the phone, but no, because she does this and she speaks and she points and she waves and she shakes her head no. And yes, definitely understanding questions and language and processing things. Then after that appointment, I'm telling you guys, it was wild, scary, insane what happened in the next seven days. It was like a light switch. Completely gone, completely gone. She, like I said, she didn't want us to even touch her. It was almost like she was repulsed by our our touch. It was heartbreaking for us. It was even heartbreaking for Lane. Lane's like, what's wrong with Lily? You know, because she, I mean, kids are so intuitive and can feel our energy as parents. And I tried my best to just make things normal especially with him at a young age and he was like so obsessed with his sister. So I was crying every single day. And I was like what 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 happened? What what is going on? I thought that I was told that she was fine. And of course, when I I I told you know Brad this too. So to him he's like I knew it. I knew it. And he doesn't want to believe this. And my sister the same thing. She's like no, just don't worry about it. And then when she saw her and she heard in my voice, like now I'm getting emotional every second of this podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. She was like, bring, him, bring her in again. So I made another appointment. They got me in right away because they probably heard, I'm I'm freaking coming in whether you like it or not. So they got me in right away. Seven days, seven days after that appointment, I walked in. They went through that same screening and that same doctor, and I'm this is no fault of his, I'm not trying to bash anyone here, Said, yeah, I think you're right. I think your daughter has autism. We usually don't diagnose until around eighteen months old or older. So I don't want to say anything now, but I see where you're coming from. I see that I, I, I could, I would say that she has autism. I can see what you're saying. So basically, I found out seven days after I was told that my daughter was perfectly fine, nothing to worry about. Moms get nervous about these things all the time. She is completely fine. Don't worry. Seven days after that, I was told your daughter has autism. I looked at my doctor and stared at him and just silence. And I remember thinking, I'm going to cry, but I don't want to cry because I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. Typical me, typical people pleaser. And then I tried to like gather myself and breathe, breathe a little bit. And I said, Can I have some Kleenex? And then I just lost it. And he came back in and he said, yo, I'm really sorry that you're going through this and finding out this news today. And I said, no, it's okay. Okay. And this is also typical me. Took a deep breath in, went, okay, what can I do? Tell me what to do and I will do whatever it takes to help her what can I do? I've been researching. Literally, this is a quote that I said to him. I've been researching nonstop this last couple of weeks, and I've read about the gluten and dairy-free diet. I've read about supplements. I've read so many things, and there's so much things that you can do. So just tell me what to do, and I will do it. And he paused for a second and looked at me almost like, oh, sweetie, oof. Yeah, No this is not what he said. That's just the look I was given. And he's like, yeah, unfortunately, you can't believe everything that you read. And there is absolutely nothing, no studies, no proof that proves that the gluten and dairy free diet would work or supplements will work. So all you can do is I will refer you to a speech therapist that you can go to so maybe those words that she did once have, because in those seven days, every word that she had, she went completely silent. She didn't. She stopped talking completely. No sounds even. After that appointment where I was told she was fine, she went completely silent. So he said to me, and I will never forget this, he says to me, I'll refer you to a speech therapist so maybe she can get those words that she once had back, but... She probably will never speak again, and the only thing that I can maybe say is that she might get the words that she had before. She might be able to gain those back, but I can't guarantee that. So I was told that seven days after I was told my baby's fine, now I'm being told your daughter has autism, no diet change will work, no supplements will work, there's absolutely no hope that your daughter will never speak again. And if she does speak again, I can't guarantee that, but she might be able to get the words that she once had before, she might be able to get those back. Now, I'm telling you this not to bash this doctor, but what I'm trying to share this story, this is why this is my mission. That day in that doctor's office, I was given zero hope. I was given, like, this is your diagnosis, this is your sentence, this is what's going to happen, this is what you have to look forward to. That's it. And I was told other things in that appointment too of, like, I, I won't go into it. Just a very dark outlook on the future when my daughter is sitting there and she's 15 months old. Time out real quick. I want to talk to you about the hyper focused Journal. This is a journal that I've been gushing about on my podcast over and over and over. So something that I used to struggle with anytime I wanted to start something, whether it be a new workout program, a new business, whatever the thing is, I would always be waiting to feel motivated to start when the reality is what I've learned is that action creates motivation. So all you need to do is like literally take the first step and the first step could be getting the hyper-focused journal and just starting slowly but surely creating that morning routine. You guys already know this about me, but I went from being broke, shy, insecure, on state assistance, working 50 hours a week away from my son and just being completely stressed and overwhelmed in my life. And how I turned that all around was by changing my daily habits. And that is what you're going to get with the Hyperfocus Journal. There's no BS. There's no fluff. It's not going to take you a week or two to try to read the directions and figure out how to use the dang thing. It's very straightforward to the point and it gets the job done. This is the planner that you're actually going to use. With the Hyperfocus Journal, it's going to help you in so many ways. It's going to help you gain confidence, change your mindset, have peace and calmness, stop feeling so scattered daily, feel more accomplished, and get focused. Okay, let's just get to the point. What is this journal inside? So you're going to get my full goal setting system. It's a five-step process. I'm telling you, the most basic step-by-step guide on goal setting that you've ever seen. And then You go into the daily pages, and on the daily pages, it's going to prompt you to do affirmations, gratitude. I'm going to teach you how to create and pick your hyper focus goals, and then you'll create a hyper focus to-do list, and then just a regular to-do list every single day. It's going to keep you accountable. It's going to build those daily habits, and you're going to be able to 10x your goals. Oh, and last thing, it's really cute. There's two different covers to choose from. One is like this dreamy ocean vibe. And then the other one is like this very chic, bold, professional red. They are both seven by 8.25 size. And what I love about that is it's big enough to use. It's not like a notepad, but also you can throw it in your purse. You know what I mean? So it's not too small, not too big. So you have that daily hyper-focus to-do list every single day, wherever you go. That is why I love the hyper-focus journal. I made this for myself, and if you're like me, I created it for you too. So just head over to hyperfocusmentor.com and use the code obsessed at checkout to get free shipping off your order. Again, that's hyperfocusmentor.com and use the code obsessed for free shipping on your journal and you can order yours today. 15 months old and there's absolutely no hope. She's 15 months old and there's no hope. She has her whole life ahead of her and there's no hope. I I still am so baffled that there are doctors and people out there still to this day that are delivering news to parents like this that is so, it's so absurd and untrue and very irresponsible to try to tell a parent this information. I could go on and on and on about this because I'm very passionate about it. I'm sure you can hear but what I'm saying about this situation and in that the, in that appointment is that do not you are the parent. You are the you are the only person that's going to research, work your ass off, do whatever it takes, go to the end of the freaking world for your child. Th- that doctor sees saw like 100 kids that day. They just cuz a doctor tells you something, it's not your death sentence. It doesn't mean it's true. You need to do your own research and be your own advocate and you get to decide what you want to do. You're the parent. You don't have to do every single thing that you're told to do because you know what's best for your child. After we got the diagnosis, what did I do? And I know this is very much like a story, and I want to get, I always want you guys to have some takeaways to leave. And I'm going to have like a part two episode where I can really get into because we have done, you guys, we have moved our entire family to California. We have gone to specialists and doctors and tried every therapy and so many supplements. And I've read every book that I could get my hands on. It's just a lot. So, I don't think we're going to fit it all in this episode. But what I want to share with you today is when you get that diagnosis, whether it be autism or whatever, something as a parent, and you're told one thing from a doctor, I just don't want, in its hopelessness, I don't want, you're not going to, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to believe it. You're going to do your own research, you're going to become your own advocate for you and your family and you're going to do what you think is best. And take that information from your doctor into consideration. I'm not saying to discredit your doctor. I'm just saying, don't discredit yourself is what I'm saying. And do your own research. So moving on to part two of this episode is I went home and actually I sat in my car and cried for the longest time. And quietly, like in my hands because I didn't want my daughter to see me upset, which is almost impossible. And I was like, how am I going to tell anybody this? I can't even accept this myself. How am I going? I I don't even know what to do, what the next steps are for me. Uh, My daughter is never going to speak again. Like I will never hear her little tiny voice ever again say mom or say I love you. That's what I was thinking about. I will actually. Another thing I was thinking about is I will never see her go to school. I'll never see her get married. I will never see like all of these things were going through my head. And I just want to be myself on this podcast and I just want to be very genuine in who I am and be able to share freely. So I hope that you don't think that I'm like, I, I just hope that I'm not offending anyone that lost a child. Because, oh my God, I couldn't even imagine. I'm not trying to compare the two or anything like that. I'm just sharing some of the things that people, that moms or parents who get a diagnosis like this of their child, what they actually feel and what they go through. This is real raw. This is how I felt. I'm sorry. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I was wrong, but I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. This is genuine. And I was nervous to tell Brad, Lily's dad, because he doesn't handle th- I'm I'm the person that handles things. He's like, so I was nervous. And I was like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna wanna believe it. So obviously I had to tell him, and we both struggled. And I remember for three days, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I cried, I cried, I cried. And I'm not somebody that likes to dwell on the negative or talk about my feelings and all that kind of stuff. So i I think I told my parents, and obviously I told my sister Jackie right away, and that was it. But I was like, I didn't wasn't ready to talk about this with other people. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get myself together. People, this is why this episode is not video. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. Okay, I was not ready to share this news with friends or other people, because I was not in a space. I wasn't in a space where I could talk about it and be like, yeah, you know, like how I am now. Okay. You're like, no, you're not. But I'm going back to that point. You know what I mean? If you talk about, I could talk your ear off for hours and hours at a dinner or over coffee and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I I'm so passionate about talking about this now. But at that time you feel like I can't even t- open my mouth to utter the words to talk about this with people. So I would just ask my family, please just keep it private between us. I'm not ready to talk about it. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to process the information within our little family and then we'll figure it out. So that's where I was. And I didn't want to get out of bed for about three days. And then I remember laying in bed. And obviously, I did get out of bed, guys, because I have two kids that I have to take care of. And so you just do what you got to do as a parent. But I would. Cry every single day, any chance I got. And after three days, I decided I can sit in this bed and I could cry and I could feel depressed and I could be not the best version of myself and not a very good mom. This isn't a good, this isn't like I love my children. I want to give them the best life and be the best mom and do my very best for them. And this isn't it. And thankfully, this was after, if you heard my, Podcast episode where I share my story. This was after I really started to work on myself and I started journaling and affirmations and reading personal growth and doing goal setting. And I had started my own business and that had taken off. And I was public speaking on these topics of personal growth and building your confidence and having a positive mindset. And so this all came after that. And I really do believe that God brought all that stuff to my life and made me have that moment in the kitchen. Again, if you heard that episode where I saw the stack of bills and I looked at the time and I saw I had one hour with my son left in the night and I was like, this ain't it. This is not it. This is not the life that I signed up for. And this is not how I'm going to be as a mom. I want to be a present mom, but I also want to have a career and I'm going to make that happen. And that's when I changed everything in my life. I went from broke, shy, insecure, you guys know the story to completely changing it all around right? And at this point I ha, you know was able to work from home, I was able to quit my job. I was building a a a very solid business where I you know a great income. I thought I had my life freaking figured out and I couldn't it couldn't have been better. I have a boy, I have a girl, my business is booming, I'm speaking, I'm doing all these things. I'm happy, I'm secure and then this happens and it really brought me down and and I just feel like God was like, I brought all these other things to your life. And you're now you went from being on state assistance two years ago. This was two years. And now you're a six figure earner who works from home and can travel and work from anywhere as long as you have a cell phone and a Wi-Fi connection. And you're in a place mentally, like with your personal growth journey where you have a really positive outlook on life. And you got your, you're on your game. You know what I mean? I wasn't like this woe is me, victim, negative person. And I think God brought that all to my life for that moment. And so I was laying in bed crying, and I thought about that. And I prayed to God. And I said, I I think I'm seeing what you did here. I'm I i, I I'm getting it. I'm connecting the dots. And you did all that for me and brought all that to my oh, Once you get me crying, you can't get me to stop. I guess, but I feel like God really blessed our life, so I was prepared for that moment. And I'm not. I I said to myself, I'm not going to waste this time. God did this for me for a reason. So I started to remind myself all the things that I know through my personal growth journey. Like I started to have a more positive outlook, and I started to do my own research and read books. I was reading probably a book a week at this point in my life. I'm not even kidding you, maybe more. And I was like, I'm going to do that. How I've been doing this for my relationships, for my mindset, and for my business, I'm going to apply all of these things that I've learned in the last two years to learning about autism and learning about how to help my daughter and how to help myself get through this. And so that's what I did. I got myself out of bed that very second and I started ordering books on Amazon, downloading audiobooks, listening to things that would help me feel more positive and like learning, learning, learning. And you can ask anybody who knows me, I would stay up sometimes until two, three in the morning and I would get up and I felt so re- well rested. I've never felt like that in my life. I would stay up all night reading, researching articles seeing and filling my mind with other success stories that parents were sharing. Like there, there's kids that were nonverbal, never, never spoke a word. And then they did this, this, and this, or tried this, this, and this, or did this therapy or whatever. And now they're speaking in full sentences. I'm like sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, there is so much freaking hope out there. It was like a whole nother world, From going from that doctor's office where I was told your daughter will never speak again, if she does, she will just get the words that she once had back, to now finding this whole new world, this whole new community of other people sharing these success stories, sharing what's working, sharing what's not working, and how to get through all this, and how to manage it, and where to go, and who to talk to, and what are the doctors. And I was obsessed. And that's how I get, as you guys know, when I'm all in, I'm all freaking in. When I'm obsessed, I'm all in obsessed. So I, I, this is what I do, guys. I research the crap out of everything. And then I start applying it to my life. And I start trying to help Lily with this stuff. And a lot of things worked and a lot of things didn't. But I would share every single thing every step of the way because I felt like That moment in bed where I'm bawling my eyes out, didn't want to get out of bed. And I had that realization that, huh, God did this all for a reason. Not that I don't think that autism is from God. And we're going to talk about all that kind of stuff a different time. But what I think is that God prepped me for what was to come. So I had finances and I had the platform. Honestly, I had this huge platform now that I never had two years ago. I worked from home, I was working 50 hours a week two years ago. I was on state assistant two years ago. I was so negative and insecure two years ago. And all of that changed before I found this out about my daughter. (sighs) Wow, right? So there is so much hope out there. There is so much hope out there. Never, ever believe when somebody is filling your brain with negative and hopelessness and all that stuff go find hope. There is success stories out there for whatever it is that you're struggling with. I'm sure there's success stories out there and that's what you want to focus on. Don't focus on the negative. Don't go and go because there's groups out there that will tell you they almost like they want to hang out in that. I hate to say this, but they want to hang out in that mindset of like that. woe is me? And like my poor child, and this is the way it is, and they just put all their trust in what their doctor said, so they're not willing to even listen if they see a post of mine. Even I've had people, moms who have children with autism, they, I get it. You either love me or hate me in this community. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is, and I don't care. I'm a people pleaser. I don't like when people don't like me, but in this this situation, I know my purpose is to share what I'm doing share what I'm doing and spread hope. There is a, enough hopelessness, there's enough negativity, there's enough naysayers. There's a, all of it's enough. I want to be on the other side of that. Okay. So I'm going to end this like I said. I'm going to do another episode where I go into what we did in the therapies and the supplements and maybe and like I said I'm going to have Jamie Lee, the MTHFR mom. She's going to be coming on in a couple episodes to share a lot. About this certain treatment that's helping a lot of kids, I'm going to have the specialists that I've built relationships with throughout the last ten years, who have helped Lily on this journey. I'm going to, I want to interview everybody, so it's all to come. I just wanted to get the the backstory. That's where we started, and I want to end this with just sharing and gushing a little bit about my little mini bestie Lily. She is. Uh, words can't even describe her. She is such a light. You guys, any single person who's ever met her or been around her, she makes them smile. She is always positive. She's happy. She's funny. She has a great sense of humor, super great sense of humor. She's adventurous. She loves the outdoors, loves to swim, loves to go outdoors. I mean, that girl will be hunting for snakes and butterflies all summer long. Not afraid. Not afraid. She's like the girliest girl and loves to wear like high heels. She'll put on my heels and loves to dress in princess stuff. But at the same then at the next breath, she's out there dirty as heck. Her hair's all a mess and knotted up. And she's got a snake in her hand and like just a tomboy. She's like the best of both worlds. I couldn't ask for a better daughter. And she's that literally it's like me because I'd always feel bad for my dad. He had three girls. Right. So I have two older sisters, much older. Just kidding. But um, they were more girly. And then I was into like I was always in the garage with my dad and I was, you know, into the tomboy stuff. But at the same time, so I was expensive in that way because I'm like, I want new rims for my truck or I want this because I used to drag race cars. I'm telling you, I was a tomboy. And I want this for my car, and I want a slap shifter, and I want this. But then also, I was like, wait, but I want this prom dress. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, so you, I was like the worst of the three because it's like pick one or the other, not both. And Lily is literally the same way. She's so girly, but so tomboy. Anyways, she is just so great. And I always think about this too the fact that God looked down and he hand selected me. Like looked at me and be like, yep, that's her. That is who I believe will be the best candidate to be Lily's mom. And he thought it was me. It's the greatest honor of my life. And if you're wondering if she speaks, let me just show you. I'll have her do a little I'll 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 interview her a little bit for the end of this podcast. But yes, she speaks in sentences. She goes to school. She's thriving. She is excellent at math. She self-taught herself how to read by age three, mind you, age three, didn't even know she could read. She was at this therapy we were doing for her. We wrote a word on the board and she pointed to the picture of the word because she still wasn't speaking at that age. But we realized, oh my God, she can read. We wrote the word clock and we had pictures all spread out on the ground and she picked up the clock picture and handed it to her teacher. And me and the teacher looked at each other. we were like, what the hell? And then we're like, wait a minute, let's try that again. Maybe it was a fluke. And we did another word and she picked up the picture. We did another word. She picked up the picture. These children on the spectrum, these children with autism will blow your mind. For anyone who thinks that they don't know what you're saying, that they don't understand you know, your questions or they j- just because they're not listening, just because they might be hand flapping, just because they might be looking at their fingers or looking at the sky or making noises... A lot of times they need like a, a verbal output because it's to drown out the input that's coming in. That might be sensory overload. They know what you're saying. They know. So that is Lily's story from way back when. This is not over. This is just part one of Lily's story. And I'm going to end this with just a little clip from Lily. But before I do, I just want to say sorry for all the crying. Sorry for all the snorting up snot on this episode. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening every week. Thank you for subscribing. And honestly, thank you so much for rating and reviewing the show. I see that you guys are every single week. I go to see if there's new reviews and read what your words and read the DMS that you guys send me. And my heart just fills with so much love and gratitude to you guys, I, this is the thing, this podcast is the thing that I'm enjoying the most in my life career wise. This has brought me so much joy. It's my obsession. I just, I love you guys. I love the community we're building together. And I just, please continue to to listen every week. And if you know somebody that has a child with autism or that just found out about their Child possibly having autism or whatever, share it with them. Or even better, share it publicly on your social media or on your Facebooks because there might be somebody who is like me who is struggling quietly and handling it on their own and not sharing with anybody that might need to hear this and you might make their day. So the more people we can share this with, you guys are doing me a huge solid. The more moms and parents who are struggling in this area, it's going to help them. Trust me. All right. Thank you, guys. And here's Lily. Action. Action. Okay. So, Lily, what is your name? Lily, baby Lily. Baby Lily. You wish she really wants (gasps) to be a baby. But what's your name? Mom. My name's mom. What's What's my name name, though? Mindy. Mindy what? Mindy, I wonder. Mindy, Mindy, wonder what's your name? Your name, name. Baby Lily. Lily. Baby Lily. Okay, baby Lily. What? Yes. Baby Lily. What? Yellow shorts. I. She really is excited because her favorite. What's your favorite color? Yellow. And what did Mom order you from Amazon? Riding shirt. Yeah, but what are what are you waiting for? The yellow shorts. Yes. We got riding shorts and we got yellow short, our riding shirt and riding pants. What else? Riding boots. And riding boots because what are you riding? Brown horse. A brown horse. What is that brown horse's name? Artie. How are you liking it? Do you, Do you like it? Yes or no? Yes. Do you love it? Do you love it? You love Artie? Love Artie. When are you going back? horse lessons on friday on friday that's right okay so what else was i going to ask you something water park when do you want oh who's taking you to the water park brie and lily brie and baby lily yeah um what else can i ask you what else do you want to tell where did who did you just go see right now with joey you and joey went where went to the water park no where did you and joey just go Horse lessons. No, where did you just go? Just go. Where Joey where did Joey get his hair cut? Yes. Who cut Joey's hair? Why aren't you answering? Who haircut? Did... Yeah, but who cut Joey's hair? Who's your friend that cut Joey's hair? Melissa? Melissa. Did you go see Melissa and Debbie? Yeah. That's cool. Yes. What's your favorite thing to do, Lily? Horse lessons bridle reins and uh You like to ride horses? And what else do you like to do? Do you like to go to school? Ride reins and the saddle pads and the saddle. What did you do at school today? Yes. Well, did you have a good day? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you play with today? Choice time. You played choice time? What did you pick? Did you do um, the iPad? TikTok time machine. Yeah, but did you do the iPad at school? Yeah. All right. Are you over this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. But say, say, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To the. To the. Obsessed. Obsessed. Or not interested. Or not just. Interested, interested. 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 Podcast. Podcast. And say, I'm your host. I'm a host. Lily and Wender baby lily and wonder say see you later guys see you later guys seriously thank you so much for listening to this episode of obsessed or not interested podcast i love connecting with you on social media so if you guys want please shoot me a dm at either our podcast instagram which is at obsessed or not interested or even my personal instagram which is at mindy wender i check them both so either is fine Oh, and truly, if this has helped you even 1%, if you could do me a huge solid and leave me a rating and review, that would mean the world to me. When you guys do that, here's, here's why I really love it. It's because it helps the podcast be able to reach more women who want and need this. So truly, that is like the best compliment you could ever give me, is just leaving ratings and reviews for this podcast. Anything that I talked about in today's episode, any links or resources, you will find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today. Can't wait to chat more in the DMs and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday.